0: greetings, fellow geeks, and welcome to another episode of the Geek Broadcast, a podcast where three bras discuss anything and everything geeky. I am one of your hosts, Lauren, and with me on this geek journey are two of my closest friends. First up, Christina, what's going on? Hello. Welcome to snowy Michigan slash Midwest. Yes, this is, uh, it's our, it's our time to shine in the snow state, apparently. <laughs> Good times, kids. Katie, what's going on?
1: welcome to icy texas <laughs> icy texas I see Texas. we're hoping the power stays on all weekend honestly
0: oh yeah you guys do have like <laughs> Since that's a not need to repeat yeah no
1: that's not a concern for our governor or for fucking anybody so <laughs> we're too worried no. we're too worried about making sure like never mind i'm not even gonna get into it <laughs>
2: We could do a whole nother episode about
0: that.
1: We could do a whole other
0: as geek broads offline conversations. <laughs> yes, so if we had a Patreon, that'd be a Patreon anyway. exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Have our thoughts on <laughs> politics. No, I'm just joking. The geek broads talk Texas. Yes. Ugh. Good times, kids. Good times. All right. Uh, so welcome to the show. Everybody's here. Christina, Katie. Everybody's here. So we are going to wrap up finally. I think we've been saying it for the last maybe couple of weeks, but we're going to wrap up our Marvel kind of talk. And then next week we've actually our prepared kids behind the curtains. We're going to talk some Harry Potter. We're going to have some, uh, some fun episodes about those, about books, about the movies. So we're going to have some fun. Well, that's next week. This week, we're talking about two movies that we have not discussed yet. That came out before No Way Home, which we already discussed. Which I'm still working on our bonus episode. So I promise, kids, I promise it's coming out.
2: I forgot about that bonus episode, but now I'm super
0: excited for it. It's coming. I'm working. It's slow progress, kids. Slow progress, but we will make it. But today we're going to talk about Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. And then we're going to talk Eternals, which are both on Disney Plus right now. So if you haven't watched either of them, because when both debuted, it was kind of a heights getting back into like another surge of the pandemic. So maybe a lot of people didn't go see the movie, although Shang-Chi did very well. Money wise, did very, very well. Eternals, not so much. But again, I think that plays into the whole where we were at that time. But anyway, we're going to talk about those two movies. So first, we'll talk about shang chi and the legend of the ten rings so this came out earlier in 2021 i think around october was it or september i want to say october let me look at the date you think i would have the date? I think it was september we do
2: a ton of research prior to recording
0: i have it up here and i'm not it doesn't show the, <laughs> the date of course it doesn't because why why would it why would it no it was september 3rd so it was um what is that labor day Labor Day yeah, weekend. Labor Day weekend. So it came out September 3rd and it made a, like I said, made really good money uh box office wise for being in the pandemic. So it was very well received by I think a lot of Marvel fans. Uh going in for me, we'll go obviously overall thoughts like we always do. But for me, I was very looking forward to this movie because it was a character I was not familiar with. I know a lot of people were really excited for it, especially in the Asian community, because obviously you could maybe not, you know, not to compare and contrast, but similar to like how black Panther was a very big movie for the black community. I think this was a huge movie for the Asian community and a lot of people saw it. A lot of people loved it. I loved it. I mean, overall, I think the story was really, really cool. Visually was awesome. I mean, they had I I like what they're doing in the new phase of Marvel with these with this type of movies in particular, because it gets into the more the mysticism side of Marvel, you know, whereas obviously before Shang-Chi, because this is kind of the first post endgame big movie that we got, because after endgame, what we got the follow up to Spider-Man at that time which was Far From Home. And then after that, that, I believe was Black Widow. So we didn't really get like a what's next new character movie. This was it. This was that movie. Uh, Simu Lee plays Shang-Chi. He's so amazing in this movie. Like, I love him so much. And it's cool. And if you guys aren't aware, like, he put out a tweet like in 2000, I want to say 2010 or something, like, super long time ago. Like, and I think he added Marvel, added on Twitter, Marvel, that like, hey, if you need to, somebody to play this character, Zhang chi let me know. And look what happens. <laughs> he he got the role. And if you are, on, if you had Disney Plus access, there's a great making of, of this movie too. Great behind the scenes stuff. He did a lot of his own stunts, which is really, really cool. And that even gives to the throwback of like Jackie Chan and a lot of other Asian kind of Movies that a lot of actors do their own stunts or as much as they can. And he did a lot of his stuff, which was really, really cool. So overall, I guess get to my overall thoughts before I turn it to you guys. Loved it. Visually was awesome. The story was very, very cool. The characters were great. Aquafina was amazing. I actually really love her a lot in this movie. A lot of heavy hitters in the Asian film. Like, a lot of people are loved this cast. We had a great cameo of Ben Kingsley as Trevor, Iron Man 3. Just a lot, a lot to love about this movie, and I think it opened up a lot of cool possibilities and how they're connecting it, too, with the end credit scenes. It was really, really cool. I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. There's so much to, I think, enjoy from it. I think there's a reason why it made so much money. I think there's a reason why people continue to talk about it. And we'll talk about her favorite moments, but we'll go around the table. Christina, overall thoughts on Shang-Chi?
2: It was beautiful. Like the visuals, and you know I always go there. It's so weird. But the visuals of this movie were amazing. And costumes. Um, and, costumes.
0: and costumes. And the costumes.
2: But the visuals, we got like seedy underground sections. We got um, beautiful village the dragon, we got all these really cool, really beautiful scenes. Um Simu, I was super excited to see him in it because he's in a bunch of my corporate trainings as a model. So I don't love know if that. anybody knew that, <laughs> but his image is in all kinds of different corporate trainings. So I was like, hey, I know that guy. Um he told me not to do identity theft. Um, no, so that's all in there. He taught me about funds availability. Um, No. So that's pretty funny and cool. And I went into this movie thinking like I waited. I didn't go to theaters to see it. I waited until it was on Disney Plus and just kind of casually watched it one night. Like it wasn't on the top of my list. I didn't know these characters didn't know is anyone from my traditional going to be involved. And then I got Wong. And then I got Trevor and I was like, okay, you gave me a little bit. Thank you. Um, Because I love me some Wong, don't get me wrong. Um, Entertains me at all times. So, no, I thought it was gorgeous. I thought it was funny where it needed to be funny. It was very well cast. Um, The cast was amazing. Perfectly cast. Um, But, no, I thought it was absolutely... Fantastic going into it, really, really, really not thinking that there was going to be like that it was going to be something I wanted to see. Kind of thinking, I don't really know a lot about this. Um, And then watching it the first time, I then watched it like the next day again because I was like, there's so much I've missed. There's so much going on in the background and things, and there's a lot of action. Um, I felt like there had to be so, and that happens in all Marvel movies. To be fair, you see more every time you watch it. You notice different things. Very good point. Because they're so well done. But every time I've watched this movie, I notice something else that's absolutely, like, beautifully done in it. And I mean from a scenery and a design perspective. And the story's amazing. And it's going to continue, right? And there's going to be more. And we're going to see these characters... You know, I know we're going to talk about that, but we are going to see these characters again, which I think is really cool too. And Aquafina is just so freaking funny at all times. And I love that that's what she calls herself. And that's her name. Her real name, I believe is Nora. Um, But I love that. That's the the stage names she's chosen to go with. And it
0: entertains me every time I see it. She is amazing. Like she does such a good, such a good job in this movie. Like her, well, maybe I'll get to in a little bit, but yeah, her comedic timing is off the charts like so good so on point it's beautiful it really is yeah 100% agree with you absolutely yeah katie what about you shang chi did you see it in theaters did you watch it on tv what was your overall viewing and what you think of the movie? So we
1: saw it opening weekend, brought our kids. I want to say we saw it on Labor Day on that Monday, um, brought the kids. They loved it. I was a little nervous, um, you know, just not knowing anything about the character, not knowing like what, you know, the violence level was going to be and all of those things. Um, but they loved it. They were a little scared with some of the some of the third act dragon stuff. But uh, they loved it. I walked out of the theater and I immediately was like, this is top five Marvel for me. This is top five. Wow, is up all there right. with Black Panther for me. Oh, wow. yeah. First, nice. For sure. I mean, the visuals, the story, the way it told the story, and it crammed everything in in an easy-to-digest package for, you know, huge Marvel fans and casual Marvel fans. Um, the cast, the
0: music. Oh, um, I'm glad you brought that up. The soundtrack was so I have it. I downloaded it. It's so good. It's so good. Soundtrack is. Yeah, watching
1: it, watching it again. I've only seen it twice now. I've seen it. I saw it in the theater and then I saw it on Disney Plus. And um, yeah, it's I was impressed. You know, again, even on the small screen, (laughs) I was still impressed by all the visuals, all of the colors they use in this. All of the fun little things that you like Christina was talking about that you see in the background um, just, and the chemistry between Aquafina and simu was fantastic. I, I I found nothing wrong with this movie. I found nothing wrong with the story. I found nothing wrong with the characters. Um, it fit in and made sense with the post blip world. I feel oh like. they did such a couple a good job of places with that.
0: Yep. yeah. yeah
1: there's a couple of places yeah the posters you can see them in the background so um you know that that just totally fits in with loki or and and, um i'm sorry not loki um oh gosh brain falcon and winter soldier (laughs) oh right 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 right. yeah i mean because you were seeing that that kind of stuff like post blip depression we can help you you know like all of these things were it was like the same posters you know so it was the same universe and then once the other characters that you recognize show up that makes it makes it that much more fun but um yeah you know the whole third act like blew my mind like once they get to um talo talo is that the name of the Yeah, yeah okay they once they get there you know and 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 things like really ramp up and the stakes really become clear like it's not just This mythical place like this guy can break through the plane and do some real damage uh, to all of the world, which sounds a whole lot like um, some stuff that we saw in Loki. Just saying. (laughs) not wrong. Hmm. Not wrong. Connections. Hmm. Connections. So anyway, yeah, I top five Marvel for me. I haven't done my rankings in a while. I think we talked about that recently, but um, I love it. I loved loved it and continue to love it. My
0: kids are actually watching it right now. So <laughs> while we're recording. <laughs> Great choice, kids. Great choice. Yeah. It's, you know, for me and I'm glad you brought up the sound, the soundtrack because like I remember Black Panther and I remember getting out of that movie and being like, dude, the music. Same thing with this one. It was like, wow, like the the choices, like the soundtrack, the artists that they use. It was so good. Like it fit the movie so well. It had this like really cool vibe to it. I loved it. And like the the director is of Asian descent too. So like they really really wanted and I feel like Marvel got this right as far as like having the right people involved in the movie in the in having the Lauren, we can't hear you at all. You muted yourself. Oh, whoops. Okay, can you hear me now? Okay, I don't even know where I was with the rant. But anyway, but, you know, Marvel does a really good job of putting the right people in the right situations, putting the right director doing this movie, putting the right people involved in this movie. Simu was the best person to do this movie Hands down. And then they got again, as I talked about before, they got some heavy hitters in the Asian film industry, like their dad, Simu's dad is played by Tony Leong, who is a huge deal in the Asian like film community. He is like legendary and he he was one of the best parts of this entire movie. Like I loved his like when they did the backstory of him and uh, his wife and like how they met. That was so cool. Just a lot of, I mean, it's just a really good movie overall. And yeah, like, Katie, I'm so glad you brought up the music because, God, it was so good. It was so, 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 so good. Is that
2: going to cool. become the thing that Marvel's really
0: known for? I know. I mean, they're, they're doing, they do a really good job. I mean, when we get to Eternals, I'm going to talk about that too. I thought like choices, music and everything were like really good too. So yeah, I think they do a good job yeah. with all that, you know? Like, I
1: think like you said, it's just the whole package. They can put the whole package together and they can make it feel good to the hardcore Marvel fans, but also at the same time be commercially acceptable, commercially appealing to
0: just anybody. Um, And that's what they do really well. Yeah, no, 100 percent. I agree with you. So let's get into some favorite moments in this film. Um, For me, uh, the one that really sticks out to mind, like up top, is the whole um, bus sequence that bus sequence was amazing and to think about that they had to literally stop production because of covid like this was one of a movie that got you know in that whole kind of waiting until covid until they got the okay then going back like so for them to do what they did with this movie and it it looked good I mean obviously but they could have been hard for them. Like they could have been like, not that they wouldn't do a good job at Marvel. They could have been like, you know, this is a pandemic. We're trying to do our best, but they really did a good product, even with the the timing of it and everything like that. And I liked if you, again, I, I really highly recommend watching that, uh, the making of on Disney plus of this movie, because it's so good. And just how great the, the fight choreographing is. Like, that blew me away. Like, it was so good. Like, it it was a very, like, homage to, again, these old Asian films and that whole genre. Like, it, it was so well done. And then just, like, a lot of, again, deep lore into, like, the Asian culture, especially in that beginning sequence of, like, his dad and mom, like, Like dance fighting. Like it was so awesome and so good. But again, the favorite moments, to circle back to the favorite moments of the bus. Like that was so cool. Because if you do watch the behind the scenes on Disney Plus, you see Cebu like did like a lot of that action stunt. Like he's the one that ran on top of the bus and slid and like did all that crap. Like he wanted to do, and that's what I love about like him is that he wanted to do as much as he could. Like he told them, listen, I want to do all the stunts I like I want to do as much as I can as much as I can and that's awesome for him to like want to do that I mean not to say that no actor wouldn't want to but like you know like some guys are probably like you know what let the let the stunt double do that one like he was like I want to do it like let me do it so like just knowing that he was like did a lot of the action and then just how he like just the fighting inside the bus like in closed quarters was really really cool the whole scene was awesome. I mean, Aquafina driving the bus like that was hilarious. It was just a really awesome Marvel action like sequence for me. Like I loved So that's one of my like that was probably one of my favorite moments. Again, I'll talk about like Aquafina and her comic, you know, timing was so good throughout the movie. Like all of her moments were hilarious like when they get to uh his sister's uh fighting ring and the guy John John who was hilarious too by the way I love that character so much when he was talking about like they will get some type of money if he wins like their cut and she asked like you know how big is the cut and then Chung chis like why does that matter and just like her her reaction of like in serious tone she's like it matters <laughs> It was so funny to me. Just like, she was so good in those like little moments where like it, you needed comic relief and it wasn't like forced. Like it felt natural, you know? And then like when he comes up and in fights with no shirt on, she looks at him and she was like, where's your shirt? Like, and she does, it's just so like, it's so funny. She does such a good job. I love it. I love it so much. So, Again, boss Aquafina overall and her and her like just comic beats were really high points for me, and, like favorite moments. And then I mean that whole third act was amazing, beautiful. It was just I mean the the colors, the fighting, just everything was really really well done. The acting, I mean honestly, the acting between Simu and Tony was really good when they were fighting each other. Like it was just an overall like just that was that whole third act is just one of my favorite parts in all of in all of marvel like it's really that good so those are a few for me some of my favorite moments christina what do you got some uh some favorite moments for you
2: well gosh lauren leave some for the rest of us
0: um
2: no i, know, so I, 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 I
0: try not to but there's just so many <laughs> i think
2: the first part with the Mom and dad introduction, right? How oh, they met and choice. how they had with that. Choice. Like it's just the way that they they fought each other and you see his appreciation and his fascination with her immediately. Um and he, you knew he was not gonna leave without her, let alone without getting into the village. Like you could almost see like she was actually the prize he was there for once he ran into her. Um and so it was it was beautiful. And I loved that they had a face mask on her. The way her mask
0: that was, was cool. That was really I thought cool. that
2: was super clever and super cute. Um, but no, and just watching watching her fight like that, I thought was beautiful. By the way, Simu started his career as a stuntman. Just so we know that I
0: just that's awesome.
2: That, that makes sense. Um, oh, yeah, it makes sense why he wanted to do it all. Um, but I thought that was that was great. I loved watching the brother sister fight.
0: Oh, you that's watch a really good.
2: Call. Yes, she was taking out all of her her anger, and you know she'd been wanting that for years. She had been wanting to show him what she really was because he left her for all those years. So I thought that was super impactful. when he really like you see it on his face when he realizes, like, oh shit, she's gonna keep hitting me. Um, You watch that happen. So I thought that was great watching all of the like the clips when Aquafina's sitting in there in her parents house and he's picking her up for work that had me laughing throughout like that entire part the way her that family was, was really good because that's just everyone's family by the way like it to some extent is like that um but no that had me laughing as well we're like disapproving parents but grandma thinks you should just marry this guy type thing like super funny um Loved those, of course, when we're talking about the big battle, right? But that that father-son fight where I thought it had so much meaning and it was, he was no longer afraid of his dad.
0: Oh, so deep. He so was deep.
2: wanting, he realized I can't change this person, but I can change the way I feel about the situation that I'm in and I can show him that, He's not right, and that I have the strength to be the person that I am and that he needs to respect me for it. And watching that all happen and watching the way that they worked through it um, and then watching, you know, watching dad go, here, I'm turning this over to my ear. Because there are fathers and mothers and parents who disapprove of the things their kids do and disapprove of the way that they live their lives and go to the grave without – Ever showing their appreciation to their child. And what he did at the end there was he said, Yes, you are. This is the only way we can survive this. I was wrong. And you are my heir type thing. Um, I am proud of you. So you watched that and you watched him kind of stand there and they had this moment. And I thought that that moment was awesome. The way that it was filmed, the way that they were doing close ups, distance, I mean, they filmed it all really beautifully, which. Had it not been filmed properly, it would have taken the power of that entire scene away. So I thought there was some really the filming and I don't know how they did it with that. With all that choreography, I think that's something we could look into, though, is how did they film that? Did they film it on tracks? Was it choreographed cameras? Was it handhelds? How did they film all that? Because... The way that it was shot with all that choreography, you have to be super intentional and specific because they're not actually making like hard strikes when they do the hitting and stuff. So you have to like view it from the right angle. Um, Because if they are, they all had major bruises and tons of pain throughout all the filming, which I'm sure they did have some of that. Um, So it was, I thought it was very well shot actually throughout the whole movie. So all of my favorite parts were those Action scenes that had emotion, that had somebody fighting for the thing that was most important to them. So I think my two favorite scenes, that's what it was. They were fighting for the thing that mattered most to them. And yeah, I thought the bus scene, by the way, you're right. The bus scene was super badass. And Aquafina actually is the one that makes that bus scene because she's putting these little quips in from time to time that makes it really funny. Um, But yeah, I would love to know how they shot this movie where it looked the way it looked because that's not easy to do.
0: I think they go into that. If you haven't watched it, Christina, I haven't watched it in a minute, but I haven't that making of they, I think they, they talk about that. So it's really cool. So it highly recommend again for you and anybody else that has not watched that. I can't express how much you need to watch the behind the scenes stuff. Cause it is cool. Like if you are a big nerd, like we are, Behind the scenes, I love all that stuff. I love it. I love it. I love it. This one in particular was really cool. It was very, very cool. So highly, highly recommend. Katie, what about you? Favorite moments? Anything stand out? What do you have for Shang-Chi? Yeah, I kind of already
1: touched on it, and we all, we all have the third act was definitely my favorite part. Um, Yeah, and just, I mean, I'm just going to echo everything that you guys said. Uh, watching you know the way that the the cast was showing so much emotion without really having to like monologue about it and talk about it and doing all of the um you know they they were really like expressing themselves with their movements and their bodies and their body language and their facial expressions and there was just this whole like other level I think of communication going on and that was um and and that's throughout the whole thing i mean it starts when his parents meet you know it it continues when he and his sister see each other for the first time in many many years it continues when you're seeing the flashbacks of his mom training him and not only training him but like sitting and and making the um the origami dragon oh those are really good calls with the
0: mom stuff yeah, yeah
1: how he has the heart of the dragon and then later when you see him actually meet the dragon and ride the freaking dragon like that is such a powerful moment too because there's it's like the culmination of all of this stuff of everything that his mom has told him about take from me take from your dad take everything that you've got that's what makes you you and you are destined for great things and you know we, we of course see that at the end um, when he is down and out and floating underwater and that was a really the way they shot that was really really cool too but um the the dragon gosh that dragon looked amazing he looked so good real good the great protector it he was real he was really yep. really good it was good it, yeah so um that that was uh, yeah i i really think though that the the end the end sequences were were my favorite um i want to talk about all the fun little critters that were in tallow please i do. want a plushie so of all of them i need morris, morris. i need the the <laughs> teal i need the teal horse horse wildebeest guys i need the little little white foxy guys i need all of those fun little critters um and then the big like cat <laughs> the, oh um, yeah he oh gosh cool it's a i can't remember it's it's very famous in in like chinese culture it is and and like it's
2: on slot machines actually and i can't remember what it's called and I that's how remember. i recognized it. i was like oh those are on slot machines
1: there's something <laughs> wrong with me
0: shocker oh to you gosh. casino
1: reference no. <laughs> yeah i mean it's i i can't remember what what they're called but the big giant cat that like eats one of the ten rings guys and and that moment was really cool too when uh once the little flying dudes are coming out of the um coming out of the cave when uh the dwellers or whatever they're called Yeah. yeah the yeah the soul suckers little baby soul suckers yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, um and when the 10 rings guys realize like there's that badass one with the mask and everything and he's all hoo, 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 and then he gets swooped up and picked up and dies and that's it <laughs> like there's no <laughs> there's absolutely no um no moment to breathe for his death uh but anyway that that moment where they're like we've got to work together to fight this this is so much bigger than all of us um because this is magic shit and it's you know we have no you have no weapons to defeat this but we do so we gotta we gotta work together that was that was really cool too and you know just opening up the lore more opening up more um more magic and supernatural stuff we're talking about and i'm i'm excited you know that 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 it took that they took the space with this movie to really like go full on with all of the crazy like magic stuff and magical creatures and um you know hit, hit the power of the rings makes you immortal like that's a that's a big magic thing so it's uh it, it's it it's going to be cool it's going to be cool to see kind of where this movie takes us next especially in relation to the very human um rest of the avengers and uh you know the 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 varying degrees of people with powers versus people that are just human and have really cool suits and um that that's going to be cool to watch that dynamic kind of unfold too
0: yeah no, all, i love all good
1: stuff i yeah. love too that we got a little taste of that in the um the first the mid-credit scenes
0: yes when him and wong and then he's with Captain Marvel's on a like hologram, mm-hmm. and so was Bruce. That was really cool. Yeah, that's yeah, that was a good end credit. And then the very, very end credit was very cool of the yes. sister who's like taking over the whole Ten Ring operation. So,
1: you know, that she was, was a was banding
0: at all, though, right? Right, supposedly. But okay. she was,
1: uh, she was making it bigger and freaking better, though. I mean, do yeah, she have was. any women like that? Was all Black Widows right there? <laughs> all was those awesome women, I feel like. Yeah, but um, that was a cool moment of just talking about, you know, the cinematography and the way they put, they put so much thought into the art and not just the story of stuff. But in the beginning, it it was like the exact same shots. There was... Dad was on the throne, and then it pans back, and there's guys like doing work at a table, and then there's guys like practicing in the yard, and then there's more guys practicing in the yard. But it hit pan- like it was the exact same shots. It was her on the throne, and then they panned out, and there's guys like working on weapons, and then there's all those women doing staff work in the yard. Like it was, it was so cool to see. Like, oh, okay, yeah, this is this Full is really happening. Like She's yeah. maybe gonna be a baddie, maybe not. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because then we'll segue into. I mean, where where do we go from here, right? Where where do we see these characters? Do we see him in TV shows? Do we see him in. Obviously, we know we'll probably get a Shang Chi too, but do we see him before then? Do we see his sister in that operation? She's running now of the Ten Rings. Do We see that before. So, Christina, where do you see specifically? We'll stick to like Shang Chi and Katie. And we'll stick to his sister. Where do we think we see them next? I have no freaking idea. But they have
2: to be tied in somehow with our previous classic adventures somewhere. Because we brought in Captain Marvel. We brought in Bruce, who is now human Bruce again. Did I miss that somewhere? Shouldn't he still be like, no I
0: green? We'll probably see what maybe in She-Hulk. I bet may what maybe happens there movie. where he's, maybe. he's like that now? That's my guess. That's my thought, too. I'm sitting there watching
2: that mid credit scene going, did I miss something? No, like, yeah. why he is turned himself back
0: to Bruce. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, how,
2: okay. how did that happen? Um, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, no, I'm pretty sure I've watched all these a thousand times. I'm pretty sure I didn't miss anything of that happening. Um, and Captain Marvel doing her little pop-in, pop-out, like she's now famous for. Um, but I want to say that I think that we need to see Wong in every single thing that MCU puts out, at least somewhere. Um, because I think that's becoming a consistent thing, these last this last bit here. Um, so I think that needs to continue to happen. Um, but no, I have no idea where we see Shang-Chi and kind of come into play right like where they come into play i don't know it doesn't i don't know it doesn't are you just
0: you're okay with just whenever that happens happens you're not i
2: want that to happen i want to see them at least in an end credit or mid credit after maybe dr strange um like (laughs) we need to see more of them sooner than later so I don't want it to be something that we're waiting two years before we see them again, or a year before we see, see them again, they need to be in an end or a mid credit that moves to the next level of their stories somewhere before that. Um, because we don't see them in anything since we haven't seen any reference of them since this movie came out in Hawkeye and Eternals and anything, there was no reference to any of them. So, um, In that situation, we need something sooner rather than later, and we need an announcement that they're going to make another Shang-Chi movie somehow. Because I feel like Black Panther 2, the announcement, came out pretty fast. Yes, of course, there's going to be another Black Panther, so we need the announcement that there's going to be another of these sooner rather than later. I have no freaking idea where we see them again. They could slide in just about anywhere. And whether it's an end credit, mid credit, or just to support somewhere along the way for a very short time period, quick cameo. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the daredevil cameo and no way home. Right. It could be a very quick, short little cameo, something like that too, but we need to see it sooner.
0: No. Yeah. That's a good call. I hope it's sooner too. I hope it's maybe in a, for me, for Lisa's sister, Zhao Ling I hope she's in and shows up maybe in a Disney plus show somewhere I think maybe in um was it armor the armor wars that's supposed to come out that show because maybe if Sharon Carter's running stuff maybe those two are I didn't think of that I like brother. that Katie made the same face I did. I mean, that's... I really like that. I think that'd be cool. I think that, for me, that would be a spot for her to show up. I think Shang maybe, like you said, Christina, for me, maybe at the end of um, Doctor Strange 2, only because his connection to Wong, that would make sense for like an end credit, mid credit stuff with him. So that'd be cool. Like, I want to see them sooner than later, though. I 100% agree. I want to see him and katie and his sister we can't here. do
2: good character development like that and then let it sh- and then shelve it for three to five years like you need to continue right. it quickly you can't shelve it
0: right and i and i thought i'll have to I'll, i obviously didn't do the research but i thought they did announce there is going to be a shang chi too maybe already but i can't i i'd have to look that up but regardless I've, i think it might be rumor i don't think there's been like a announcement. Because at the I end of the wrong. movie the, all they said was the Ten Rings will return and it didn't say so. Right. It, who knows. And again what that means too who knows. But yeah so my guess hopefully like his sister Zhongling will come maybe in Armor Wars because of the empire she's running and maybe her and Sharon Carter can be working together or against each other. Who knows. And then for me Shang-Chi and maybe Katie will show up at Again, I think Dr. Strange is a really good call, Christina. I mean, that would be the perfect time only because of their connection to Wong. I think that makes total sense. Katie, what about you? Any other, or your thoughts on where we can see these people and anywhere you want to see them specifically at all? Yeah, I think uh, if they're going to show up in a film, it would make sense to
1: show up in Dr. Strange, Multiverse of Madness, like in a film. If they were going to show up in an end credit, again, it could be anywhere. Um, I wouldn't mind it in Black Panther. Uh, Ooh, I I like that. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. I don't don't really know what the connection would be, but it'd be cool. Um, I'm glad you mentioned the end credit um, and where it said the Ten Rings will return because I think that that was very intentional. I think we're going to see the Ten Rings gang and... Um, his sister. I think we're gonna see them before we see Shang or yep. or anybody else yep. again. Um, there's a lot of that like organized crime stuff happening with Sharon Carter, with now Um, uh, Contessa Valentina, with um, yep. Kingpin. The, uh yeah, with what? Who did you say? Kingpin. Yes, Kingpin. And I was trying to think of her name. The the his little, his little friend. What is her name? Echo. Oh my gosh.
0: You're thinking about Echo?
1: Yes, thank you.
0: Yeah, that's a good yes. call, Echo. So show. We'll I didn't see. think about that. That's a good call.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they're if we're gonna be talking about CD Underbelly, you know, it, the the timeline is gonna need to be maybe massaged a little bit, but um, maybe we see her version of the tracksuit gang, and we see the time rings coming into play somehow with them. Um, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of like organized crime in this era of Marvel already. And I think that that's okay. And I think that that, you know, gives you plenty of opportunities to, to slot the 10 rings in and, you know, maybe even like some, some of the former black widows. I was half joking when I said, oh, there's the black widows. They just went from one organized organization to another one. Um, Yeah, that, that's, there, the the possibilities are endless it's it's gonna happen I I really feel confident that that we're gonna see the sister and the gang before we see um chi and Katie
0: again but yeah good stuff no I like I like the echo call that's a really good call especially with her being involved in in the underworld stuff that's a good spot for even Sharon to show up again so thats that's a good call Katie really good call So let's move into before we get into Eternals, anything that we felt that maybe could have been different or maybe something that we still have questions on with this movie? Anything that you didn't enjoy, Christina, that you want to bring up at all?
2: No, although I did love the karaoke scenes, by the way, I wanted to throw that in there. I thought that their karaoke scenes with Hotel California was absolutely hysterical, and then they got long involved, so I loved that, too. Um, No, there wasn't, because I didn't go into this movie with expectations. I didn't go into this movie knowing where I wanted it to go in advance, so I didn't have anything I wanted changed. Maybe next time, now that we really know the characters well, we'll see that happen. But, um, no, I think that
0: was perfectly done. No, good call. Oh, I I agree. I there's for me there's nothing much that I would change or didn't enjoy from this movie. I think from start to finish, this is probably one of the more solid Marvel movies for me. I think that we have gotten. I, I like Katie said. It's probably in my top five, probably two as well for me. I really enjoyed it. That I almost question. wonder if we need to do a um a a Twitter post or.
2: An episode where we talk about our top fives and why.
0: No, write that down. Write that down in the
1: book. Put Kate. it in the
0: notebook. Put in the notebook.
1: <laughs> our infamous um, book, Marvel March Madness. <laughs> write it down. Obsessed.
0: Just saying.
1: Obsess. Write it down. Just saying. Write it down. Bracketize. This is brainstorming on
0: the fly, this Is what we do in the Geek Broadcast. But no, yeah, I, I, I there's nothing that I would change. I enjoyed it. I think the casting as we said it was perfect there's not really any nitpicks of mine honestly like there's just i I just enjoyed it from start to finish like it was just a solid movie a solid marvel movie like it the 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 typical formula but it worked it was worked well katie what about you anything you didn't enjoy anything you questioned anything like that with this movie i just
1: want to know how they could be like okay we're hopping on a plane you know, working as Carvelle.
0: I mean, that's fair. (laughs) I just hope she she
1: called her mother and said, hey, this is happening. I'll see you when I see you. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. (laughs) But um, yeah, no, otherwise, yeah, there's there's nothing that I would change about this movie. Um, I think that it was well done in every way for us and it gave me everything that I
0: wanted. So I'm good with it. Yep, me too. Uh, agree. Hard, you know, wholeheartedly agree. Okay, so let's move into our next one we'll talk about is Eternals, kids. Because Eternals, it kind of comes with uh, some de- divisive uh, decisions, or just divisive uh, you know, I guess opinions on this movie. If you follow on Twitter when it came out, people were all over the place with this movie I feel, and I... I was very curious as to why so I I wasn't I'll be honest so you know my overall thoughts and my initial kind of like going into this movie I I wasn't really going to go see it in theaters I was going to wait like this nothing that I wasn't uh, I wasn't excited it just was something that I wasn't going to go see in theaters and I think for me, I'm glad I actually did go see it in theaters because it's worth a theater viewing, I think, especially now that they on Disney Plus, they have the IMAX um thing on it. So like you can see the full shots and it's it's a it's a gorgeous damn movie. We talked about Shang-Chi, but Eternals, my God, this was as gorgeous as Shang-Chi was. From start to finish, it was it was beautiful. It's not a it's not your typical. I will say it's not your typical Marvel movie, right? It doesn't follow that formula. It, it, it sways a little bit from it. It I think it takes takes risk, and some of them hit, maybe some don't. But I I honestly, when I saw it in theaters for the first time, I enjoyed it. I remember going out of the movie like okay, I liked it. I don't know why people are are like. Really hating on it. At my first view, and I could see where maybe the pacing some people might have had issue with it. But honestly, the more I I have watched this movie and I have watched it, I'll be honest, I've watched it a lot, just because I enjoyed that much. Like the pacing, I I whatever issue I had with that is gone. So I loved it from start to finish, and you have to really this cast. My God, uh, the, the director of this movie was Chloe Zhao, who's a Oscar-winning director. So let's not forget that, kids. There's an Oscar-winning director that is directed a movie in Marvel. That's amazing stuff. But the cast alone, I mean, Kit Harington, Angelina Jolie, Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, Selma Hayek, Don Lee, Barry Uh Keegan. Leah McHugh, Lauren Ridloff, Kumal Najini. Like, the cast alone kids is amazing. Amazing. The only thing I wish they would have done... Well, I'll get to that too when we get to maybe things that we maybe didn't enjoy. But overall, though, I loved the, the cinematography. It was beautiful the introduction of the celestials was amazing. And I have so many questions on them and I cannot wait to dive in to that history more when we get a a sequel to this movie. And just the overall like concept of what they, what the, what these eternals were, why they were on earth and like what their purpose was, was really, really interesting it was just a really good movie a lot of like the action was kind of sparse but when you did get action it was pretty good like i i enjoyed it the third act obviously isn't i don't think as your prototypical like huge battle but it was still really well done and it was still like a good marvel like action sequence so i i enjoyed this movie a lot more than i actually really thought i did and again, just visually, I just can't get over the visuals. The And like, Christina, you'll probably talk about the costumes and stuff more, but man, just all that stuff. And then the soundtrack, the music was good. Like the music was really, really good. The choices they made, the the sound, like when when you know you're talking to a Celestial and that music pops in, to let you know that's who you're talking to. God, that's so good. It's so good. So, yeah. I mean, I loved it for me. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Christina, Overall thoughts, you know, initial viewing, what did you think? Okay, viewing number one, I thought it was lame.
2: I didn't like the pace. I thought it was gorgeous. I, I don't disagree. Like I just said, I felt the same way. It wasn't as was action-packed as I like wanted weird. it to be, even though it was action-packed. I felt the action was weak. I thought the fight scenes were weak. I thought they could have been better. Um, but these are immortals fighting so when you think of it that way and you look at it that way um it's very different from what you see when you have mortals versus mortals right so and you reference the costumes beautifully designed beautifully done beautifully shot um again when you look at i think angelina's julie's costuming was perfect as Thina. it was very goddess as it needed to be, it referenced Cena was mythology. Really cool.
0: yeah.
2: Um, yeah, and it referenced that it was a waste of her character throughout the film. They should have done more with that character, by the way. Um, but all very, very beautifully done. Um, second viewing, loved it. So really, like I had polar opposite thoughts the first time I watched it and the second time I watched it. Um, And I think it's because my expectations changed between the first and second time.
0: Good call. I like that. So the
2: first time I went into it already thinking like this isn't going to be very good. The second time I went into it thinking like, okay, so I didn't love it, but let's give it a shot. And once I did that and I said, don't think of this as a Marvel movie.
0: Is it, how it, I went
2: into it. it don't think of this as the classic Marvel movie you are used ah, to. Ah, okay. Think of this differently. Think of this as a completely different I like subset that. because you don't. Like yeah, there's a couple of references throughout to Thanos and things that happened and the blip and all of that. Um, I think that you you have to think of this as a totally separate group because if you don't. You start to think of them as Avengers and you're not going to like it because they are completely different people than the Avengers. Um, But if you have that cast and you fuck it up, you don't deserve to ever make another movie. Honestly, if you are a director, if you are a writer or you are a producer or you are a studio and you have a cast with those people in it and you do not do well you should be banned from the movie making industry because that cast should make that movie for you easily 100% of the time. And so once you change the way you view it and the expectations you go into it with, it's actually a phenomenal movie. Well said you have to, you have, you cannot go into it thinking it's that classic Avengers movie. It's not, it's a Marvel movie. It's not an Avengers movie. So change your brain look at it that way, and all of a sudden you realize, yes, there are parts I do not like and we will talk about that in a little bit. Um, there are some of the actors in this film that were a massive disappointment based on what they can do, um, but if you have that cast and you fuck it up, you do not deserve to make another movie. It was very, very well done for what it is. Do not project what you want it to be versus what it's supposed to be.
0: No, oh, I mean, well said. Well said. I, I couldn't agree more. I think you're right. I, I love Chloe, Zoe. Chloe Zhao. Chloe's out. she did a great job. And this cast did a really good job for what they were given. And the characters they were, just there's a lot of high points for me. But like you said, there are stuff that I think maybe we all don't like. And that's good. And that's fine. That's what movies are for. So, uh, Katie, how about you? Your initial reaction, overall thoughts on Eternals? Yeah, this is one that I have not
1: seen again since I saw it in the theater. So uh, definitely need to fire up Disney Plus and, and watch it again. But yeah, for sure. um, I went into it kind of in the same way that I went into Shang-Chi uh, with not very many expectations, not very much information about what the hell this movie was going to be about. Um, not a lot of information about what the Eternals were. Uh, I just kind of, I, I didn't, that just wasn't part of my fandom ever really that that whole segment of marvel but all of that to say i enjoyed the movie for what it was i think it did a good job of explaining to me a person who had no idea what the hell the eternals were (laughs) uh that who the eternals were and what their purpose was in the greater universe overall um I thought that the reveals that we got were really powerful too, and I know we'll talk about that a little bit later, but um, again, it was lore building. It was look at this buffet of wonderful actors that we now have <laughs> at, at, our, um, at our beck and call to come and appear in things and be a part of this greater story, and oh, by the way, they're uh, immortal, and so we're always going to have them, <laughs> and uh, so that was really that was really neat. Uh, j- just the way that it built out the lore, the way that uh, you know we've got again we've got ways so much more to choose from, and it was gorgeous. It was really well shot. You guys have already talked about it. Um, it, it 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 looked like it was done by someone with an incredible artistic eye. And that I think was too, it, it, it was not distracting. Um, Yeah, it, it, there was emotion in the cinematography and there was emotion in the technical aspects of the film that I think kind of filled in some, it helped like tell the story just in a better way.
0: All good points. I like, yeah, I, I think just visually it's really good. Like, it's just, it's one of the more beautiful, I think, visually shot Marvel movies that we have gotten in a, in a while, like in a while. I think it's, it, it's that good, like in that respect for sure. So let's go into some favorite moments. Um, For me, I'll, I'll kind of be brief. I mean, there, for me, there was a lot to like about this movie, I think the overall characters were cool and everything, but the two characters that I really loved and I loved like their chemistry was Droog and Makari. So that is Barry Keegan's character and Lauren Ridloff, uh, who is part of the um, deaf community. So that was really cool that they brought an actress like that into the superhero kind of genre and to make her a superhero. With that type of um, you know, using sign language, that's awesome. I loved it. So I loved anytime those two were together in a scene. I loved it. Those two were so good. I just I just felt like there's just that connection, with 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 them. It was just really really fun to to see. So anything that Droog and Makari were involved in any scene, I loved it. Especially when they were together, it was really really good. Really really good. Um, I did love to, I, the fact that Richard Madden, Kit Harington, who obviously if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, they were in Game of Thrones together. And this is probably the first time they've worked together since then, I think. i had have to double check. But it's funny, the parallels, because they're both oh fighting for a girl named Cersei. <laughs> I think it's just like the, it's just funny, like a, as a nerd for me, like, I don't know if you guys felt that too. Like, it was just funny that the girl that they were both, like, fawning over, her la- her name was Cersei. Like, it's just, I, it just, it was just stupid nerd humor for me. I liked it so much. But I love seeing them. Honestly, I didn't, any scene Kit Harrington was in, I loved. He did really, really good too. Like, he was in a lot of fun stuff for me, especially the end credit. I think we'll see his character more. Which I'm really excited to see, you know, Black Knight and, like, what he does. Like, that's going to be really, really cool. Um, but I think for me, again, but I think the last last of my favorite stuff was anything that the Celestials were shown was really cool. Like, I loved that lore building. Like, Katie, what you were kind of talking about. Like, that is interesting to me. Like, I really want more of that. So I'm hopefully we get that, obviously, because just like I loved how they showed them and like each scene was different. Like the first time we see him was when Selma Hayek's character, Ajax was talking to Aramish. And you only see, I think, maybe like two eyes or something in the head. And then the next time she talks to him, it's a little bit bigger. And then then when Cersei sees him, it's a little bit bigger. So like you don't really get like a full scale of how big these are until the very end. When he pulls them all, and then you see like his not even full body, but like his head and his like one hand, which is literally bigger than obviously Earth. Like it's so cool and massive, and then I love like the the scale shot of like seeing them in space, like small, and then you see him being huge as hell, and you're just like, wow, these things are incredible and it's really really cool i want more of that background and obviously the celestials are really cool in a way because we've seen or we've been in the head of one because in galaxy or in a guardian of the galaxy uh nowhere is in the head of a celestial like that's where that place that's where that like mining place is so you we've seen them before but to see them like this kind of on a bigger scale was, was really really cool, and then obviously, like just the shot of one coming through Earth was really cool. And like, I have questions about that, and I'll talk about that later. But again, beautifully done, loved it. And some of my favorite stuff, uh, for you, Christina. What about you? What was some of your favorite stuff?
2: Um, all of the watching Cersei understand her role had changed, I thought watching Ooh, I her like develop. That. Like that it was really interesting because she went, you know, from being a supporter to being in charge. Right. Um, and watching how that changed her dynamic um with Richard Madison's um, Icarus character that really changed her dynamic where she was no longer
0: pining for him. She was his equal. I think that kind of happened. Were um, you OK with the Marvel's first sex scene? Like I didn't mind it. I know some people were, like, pissed off about it. I'm like, why? I was fine with it. I'm fine was, with it. Go, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go on record. Marvel fucks now. It's fine. Exactly. And thank
2: you. Why didn't they before? Come on. Let's face it. Fair. Um No. So I did think that that was really cool. Um, I actually really liked watching the Gilgamesh-Thina relationship. Oh, good And call. how he's the one who good could call. pull her in. Thought that was great. Um, let's face it. Anytime you can get Harry Styles into something, that's always going to be an entertainment. No, that was cool. So, <laughs> especially when somehow he's supposed to be the brother of Thanos. So, figure that out for me. I need some DNA tests or something here because none of this lines up properly. I can answer that.
0: We'll talk um, about that later, though. If that's I know, I know, ready I ready know. Ready.
2: There is an answer to it, but it still makes me just like I agree. Think yeah. like Thanos to that. Harry Styles. Explain right. yourselves. Right. Um, and I like Pip the Troll. He entertained me more than he probably should have. Um, but I will tell you some of my favorite scenes were very um, Kumail Nanjiani, Kingo scenes. Um, yes. I thought he was Bollywood. so <laughs> freaking funny in Bollywood. Yes. Um, and he has this valet that he's got videoing him everywhere. Like every time I saw that camcorder come out, I was dying. And so I thought that was just like that funny continuous thing and this and then for for what was his oh Karun I think was his name the valet's name yeah so for him to just be like hey thanks for trying to save the humans but we're fucked so like at the one scene there like I just felt like they were super funny and knowing like all the work he put into getting this role and like all the physical transformation he made to have this role he was freaking ripped and he didn't used to be But it was, I thought they were so, so funny. Like he's just making a documentary as they're out trying to save the world because he's like, I'm not going to lose my Bollywood fame because of this. Uh, You're stupid. Um, Just in case, I need my audience. So I loved all of that. Um, I'm looking forward to, because I just looked up something, one of my notes, and looking forward to getting into my major beef here that I have with this. But I also loved Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos because he was freaking awesome. He like his whole story, the why, his behind everything, the way that the character was portrayed, all of these things about that character. He was kind of like the common sense of the crew. Like, listen, y'all, stop. He was the He was the one who had the most skin in the game. Realistically, he had the most skin in the game and he was still out there making the right decisions and he was the genius behind it. So I actually really enjoyed that character. Probably the most, to be quite honest, I thought that was like a super impactful character.
0: No, good call. I love Festos, too. His whole story was really, really cool. And just his interaction with all the other Eternals was was cool. Yeah, I'm glad you brought him up. It's good call. Katie, what about you? Favorite moments, uh, favorite scenes? What do you got from Eternals?
1: I really liked and bear with me because I haven't seen this in months, but I really liked the reveal of we're not we're we're cyborgs basically. Like oh, that, yeah. that was the big reveal. Stuff. You yeah, know, that yeah, we're not these mystical, magical. From Olympia beings, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like I no, we're cyborgs. Some alien made us like <laughs> that. was a um, that was a really cool reveal I felt. And, you know, again, how is that going to tie in? Like how many more celestial cyborgs are running around in the world or in the universe? I should say. Um, the celestials themselves gave me very um, the Watcher vibes. Oh, kind of in the same way as we're watching What If, you know, you see just his eye, just the outline of his, of his facial features, and then just his head, and then just a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more as he inserts himself more, and more, and more into the stories that he is watching unfold. Um, that was, I think, again, intentional, and I think that there like is that something... Yeah. Yeah, I think there's something there, um, but we'll we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later. But yeah, I as far as like good moments, I think the end again, you know, where they the, there was the MacGuffin. They all had to get to the same place to do the thing, and <laughs> that was uh, the way that it was shot. The way that they again illustrated the conflict with you know the, all of the different emotions that people were having that was i think really well done and i think it was my favorite part of the movie there were some i mean we'll we'll talk about our gr- grievances but there were some things that kind of and i was just kind of like oh, okay <laughs> you know, i didn't really it wasn't really super impressive for me some parts of this of this movie but
0: yeah that's that's for me Oh, no, good stuff yeah i i'm excited to see where they take these characters for sure you know so for me, you know, let's get into where we think we see them again. Obviously, I think the next time we see them will be their their movie, their sequel. I don't know where. Obviously, just because of how it ended and where they're at. Obviously, three of them were taken back to the world forge with um that celestial that took them, Aramish, Armish. and then the other three were on their ship when um. Eros, obviously Thanos' brother, played by Harry Styles, as uh, Christina said, sh- tells them, hey, yeah, I know where your three friends are, so like, I don't think we're going to see them in any like D- Disney Plus shows. I just don't think they fit. Could we see them in an end credit in maybe Garden of the Galaxy 3? I think maybe that's the only possibility for me. Um, other than that, yeah, I just don't think we see them until their their sequel. Christina, do you agree? Disagree? Any same? Any, any out of the box mm-hmm. thought? Same.
2: We don't. I I can't even think of where they could line up. Um, Guardians because of the celestial tie in right. makes sense right. in an end or a mid credit. Um, we could see that. I'm trying to think like, do we see them anywhere with Captain Marvel? No. Do we see them? Like there's really, I I was trying, when we talked about this earlier about what we were going to say, I'm thinking the only place we see them is with them. Um, That's the only thing that right now ties up and ties together. Will there be, because we've had the Thanos reference, we've had blip references throughout. Is there somewhere down the line, but, not now. I don't know where you can tie them in, and it be a, a nice fluid tie-in without you going, without you having all your fans who've watched the movies go, "What the hell are you talking about?" So there's no natural tie-in right now. But yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe a mid or end credit Guardians three, and then Eternals two.
0: Yeah, I and I actually I don't I don't think you're too far off with the Ms. Marvel. I mean, it's possible that's. It's not like super likely, but again, because she can go in different areas of the galaxy. I mean, again, maybe, but right. More of the opportunity would be uh, Guardians 3. I do want to throw, though, obviously, like if you were if we're talking non-Eternals characters, I think we see Kit Harrington's character a lot. Yeah, we see Dane. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think we see him in in Moon Knight, maybe, or something somewhere and maybe in that type. Well, we of have blade coming soon right yes which he was the voice that was talking to him at the end was blade so, so we could get some dane maybe end credit of blade
2: or mid credit of blade as well
0: maybe even yep. in but i mean how we could get blade and him and dane in moon knight you you never know i mean you never know Katie, what about you? Any I mean, any different thoughts, out-of-the-box thoughts of where we can see them? The Eternals characters specifically? I mean, I think with
1: the Celestials, I mean, that that's been a name that Guardians of the Galaxy people will recognize. So I think that, you know, maybe it won't be the Eternals, maybe it'll be Celestials talking about the Eternals or something. Um I think that that, you know, that would kind of tie in together uh as a mid-cred or end credit scene but yeah this this movie was very insular we didn't see you know like with shang chi we didn't see any little cameos or any mentions i mean they mentioned this is again another that's post blip and it's post captain america steve captain america and so i think that that You know, just having it be something that is very independent of the rest of the story uh, means that it's probably going to stay independent for a little while. This was a (laughs) there were some in the very beginning of, of Marvel, there were some end credit scenes like we were talking about earlier that didn't pay off for years. And I think that this was like an extended end credit scene that may not pay off for a couple of years you know
0: (laughs) i think that you're not wrong yeah 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 i
1: think that that is that's kind of the way that i'm taking this um but if it's gonna pop up
0: again anywhere i think it'll pop up uh with after guardians three yeah that makes sense i I mean i think we're all in the same boat just because of how the movie ends and where certain characters are there's not really much more we could see them in again outside of Eter- outside of the Eternal characters. Dane is definitely one that we can see pop up way sooner than I think the Eternals uh, sequel for sure, which I hope we do. I mean, it, they have it teed up to where he meets Blade, obviously, and then the connection between those three with Moon Knight. There's possibilities, and could you imagine Oscar Isaac? Okay, could you imagine Kit Harrington? And could you imagine, Uh, is it Marshala Ali who's playing Blade? Wow. In a movie together? Give me that. Or yeah, like please, in a I TV show? Ooh, let me see it. Let me see it. So let's go into, again, things that we might have questions or didn't enjoy. Christina, I know you said you have a couple. What do you got? Kick us off. Richard Madden
2: irritated me in every fucking scene of this movie because he overacted in every single scene of this movie. Why did you play this character this way? I understand he's supposed to be confident yet struggling yet. He turned on his family, all these things. He fucking overacted every single scene. He should lose any acting credits. He constantly has because of this. He was terrible in this movie. I mean, he overacted in Game of Thrones, but this was like to a whole nother level. And Lauren, I know you love you some Richard Madden, and I'm sorry. I know you're obsessed with him, and I know you loved him very, Stark. very, very much as Robb Stark. But the overacting, I could not handle to the point where I wanted to fast forward through scenes he was in because it wasn't even as though like, oh I have to be this for this character who thinks he's the number one and he's the best of the best and all this things. And he's on this character struggling journey and all these things. I get it. I understand it. He overacted every single fucking scene of it. Um, and it wasn't good. It wasn't good. They could have found, honestly, a no name actor paid half the money who would have acted that better. Um, and I'm sorry because I I feel like that's what he might become known for is overacting every scene he's in and every single show or film he's in, his expressions are not right at the right time. I just couldn't that flight to the sun, which we know in folklore and legend and and all these you know, all these things. That's what Icarus does. But even his expressions through that. Did not read genuine. They read as actor overacting. And I couldn't take it. Honestly. Like. mm, mm. I needed him to die. Not Gilgamesh. And I know that's how that was supposed to go. And why it went that way. And I understand it please. But. I was irritated. Literally every time I saw his face on screen. I got irritated within five seconds. Of it starting. (laughs) And that's going to be my chief. And number one complaint that I have.
0: Is he overacted the entire movie. I mean, you're not wrong. I understand that for sure. He wasn't my favorite character or part of the movie for sure. I thought he did okay. Honestly, you could have
2: put so many other people in that role that would not have felt like they had to be overly expressive with their facial features and would have. They should have been more somber. He was, like, overly expressive, and I could not stand it.
0: No, that's fair. No, I understand that for sure. I understand that for sure. Katie, I'll throw it to you next. What about you? Anything you didn't enjoy or questions, choices? Not really questions. I mean,
1: it blew open a lot of the lore, but I feel like even that they kind of resolved it by you know your cyborgs. And yeah, I, I, I think my problem—not my problem—but the thing that that makes me like not. Oh my gosh! It's on Disney Plus. I gotta go watch it again. Is the pacing of this movie? It was really long, and I know that it was supposed to be a little more emotional, and I know that there, you know, there was supposed to be a little bit more of that. But for me, the that that got me like, okay, can we speed it up a little bit? Can we do a little bit, you know, a little bit more, a little more action? There definitely was not as much action with Marvel. Um, I was okay with it, but at the same time like, less talky, more
0: <laughs> more do something. <laughs> it's a he- heavy um, exposition. It was. The film was a very yeah. but, heavily and, exposition.
1: Yeah. And at the same time, though, it needed to be because this is all it was all new stuff for me. It was all new stuff for a lot of people that went to go see this movie. Um, you know, I I don't know how else I don't know how else they could have gotten around some of that. I do like the way that they location hopped and time hopped some that was very interesting to me but uh yeah I, I i would say that the pacing was a little bit um a little bit blah and i think that richard madden and jimma chan had like no fucking chemistry i didn't like none zero zip zilch she hated I, uh, him yeah so, i mean she i i don't know what that was but they uh, yeah I, I, th- that chemistry just wasn't there and maybe it's because we didn't really see them happy more you know we we got we got like little moments of it and Limp-stas. little like cheesy yeah. flirtiness yeah. and and then of course the beach scene but that was about it everything else was oh well he left me oh ho hum like okay <laughs> you know it was it was uh i don't feel like there was enough emotion in that relationship like if i had been with someone for thousands and thousands of years i probably wouldn't be acting like that but i don't know i don't know what that's like
0: <laughs> no that's a good point i mean it is it's, it's a little weird i think how it was portrayed and played off i don't disagree I don't, christina i know you said you have another. another one go ahead
2: you have angelina jolie one of the most beautiful people on earth a phenomenal actress In a role as the goddess of war, and you made her a sub-character that's having an internal crisis, but you don't really get too deep into it, you just see her struggle at moments, what a freaking waste. Like, you wasted a, and maybe we'll see her again in the future, you wasted a character that could have been a huge, massive part of your film and who should have had primarily way more screen time than she had. She became like 10th on the list of the cast of importance, like almost to the point where you realistically could have taken her out of it. You used her to explain that the Eternals can have this break in their purpose, this mental break. That's all you used her for. You didn't actually use her the way that she should have been used. You shouldn't have put someone in that role that has that weight that they can throw around Um, or a character that has that lore behind them. I felt like it was a waste of a extremely, extremely strong character that you could have done so much more with. Yeah, we got her in like a good fight scene. We got her in a little jokey scene about you're never babysitting. You know that, right? But we didn't really get her the way that we should have. And that, I kept thinking, like, we're going to see more. Same with Salma Hayek, by the way. We get Salma Hayek in, like, two scenes. And we know her purpose and we know what, why she was there. But these are not people that use as sub-characters down the cast list like that. And yes, the Ajak character, that is what was going to happen there. Um, and I don't think you could do too much. I would have liked to see in that scene with the Deviants, Salma Hayek have put up more of a fight. Um, in her death scene, I would have liked to see some more action in that. But I just was very much bothered by the Athena character and the amount of talent and potential story that they wasted on the Goddess of War.
0: I, I don't disagree. Um, I liked her character. I think she played it well for what she was given. I It, she, it was a waste, I think, at, at points. I hope it's because we'll get more later on, for sure. But I also think of this, like, was it into Selma Hayek, like you said, Christina, then I'll, I'll get into mine real quick. I know we're... It's going to be a long... Long podcast because we're we're discussing two movies in one. So, well, I'll try to wrap my thoughts up quickly. But regarding a you know Athena and Ajax, you know like Selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie, do they obviously? I think with Selma Hayek, I think she was probably like, I'll do this one movie for sure. You know, but again, you didn't really use her to her full potential. I definitely agree with you there. So. Decisions were made, and maybe again, just how they wrote that character, it wasn't the best. For in so for Selma's character, like for Selma, I think, and I don't give a pass, but I understand it when I think when I think in those terms. Angelina's an interesting is interesting just because a she could she could be and do these movies right. She's a freaking great actress. She's. She's, I think, in good shape to where she can do these fight scenes probably for the most part. If you need a stunt and double, you need a stunt and double, that's fine, but she could probably do a lot of the stuff her own. But again, does it, I wonder if Angelina herself wants to continue doing these type of movies. Was she just like, put me in this and then whatever you guys need later on? I don't know, we'll talk about it. I don't know, you know, I don't know the behind the scenes stuff, but I agree that. The character themselves, you know, Athena, should have been way more used in, you know, I think shown at a very different way than they did with her. I I 100% agree with you. My big thing, my personal big like, it's more question than really anything. Is the end of the movie, which was really, really cool. But, like, you have this huge celestial that's coming out of Earth, Timuet, and, like, it's literally broken through, like, how many atmospheres, right? You know how much that probably would F up our whole ecosystem? (laughs) Like, everything?
2: Yeah, there's now, like, an iceberg in the middle of the Indian Ocean.
0: So, like, I, I mean, again, that's, it's small. I don't know if it's a small nitpick, but maybe they'll answer the question. But, like, you have this huge-ass thing sticking out of the ocean that's, like, again, breaking through, like, different atmospheres. That's going to jack up your ecosystem and everything like that. Like, it's going to screw shit up. So I'm wondering how that will play in different movies now. Like, will we see that in a upcoming Marvel movie? Because in the comics, it's interesting, in the comics, they... Use Timmy What's Head as they as their like headquarters, like they use this thing as like their HQ in like a comic run. So could they do that? Maybe whatever. We'll we'll see. I'm just hoping that we get the answer down the line for sure. I but that's one thing. The other thing to me too is in the movie when that earthquake happens and Gemma's character, who I love, I I side note Gemma, I loved her. I loved what she did with Cersei. so this is nothing against, like, her acting, but, like, when she was teaching the class and the earthquake happens, and then, like, that, she, like, saved that student and, like, changed the thing to sand. And the student, like, got up, like, nothing happened. I'm like, "Did, did you not just see your teacher? Like, I, and then I guess I have to in my head, like, okay, I guess they're in a world where, like, shit's crazy. Thanos is, so, like, I'm like, okay, like, I justify it. But I'm still, like, the kid was okay when their teacher just changed shit to sand. And, like, we're just, this is the world we live in now, apparently, in Marvel. But, it, I mean, it does make sense. But that, again, like, stuff like that was just, like, interesting. And then even Kit Harrington's character, like, seemingly knew that they were all, like, Eternals because of Sprite, I think. And, again, like... He was kind of okay with it and just like not questioning things. I mean, he was, but like, not really. Like, I don't know. It is interesting. Some choices were interesting, but like I said, like the big one. I mean, again, the small one was definitely like Gemma's character changing the whole thing to sand, and that student was just like said nothing and was just like cool. And then the big thing though is that freaking celestial Timmy, like literally. Huge ass head is out in the Indian Ocean and like everybody's okay with it, and like the world's not jacked up and the ecosystem's cool. Like it makes no sense <laughs> to the
1: end. Yeah.
0: Katie, what do you got? I
1: wonder, I mean, that would cause tsunamis. Exactly. This, you know, stuff would be jacked up, right? Yeah. I want, maybe there, maybe we'll see that later.
0: Right. So I'm mean, just interested to see like, we know that's out there now, right? We know that's a thing in the Marvel Universe now, that there's a, how a huge-ass, like, thing out of the ocean. How does that play within these other movies? I'm just interested to see how that how that plays out. Because that's a big thing to, like, not talk about in other movies, even if it's not, like, even if it's not an Eternals movie. Like in other superhero movies that we get like it's not like they can just like ignore that like like it's a huge thing now so we'll see but that that's my that's my only like again nitpick gripes or just questions i have after this movie but i mean overall i enjoyed it i feel like we all overall enjoyed the movie just there's some stuff that i think maybe they could have fixed or just maybe explained more and then obviously, like bringing in all these characters too. It's a big, the two hour, pl- you know, two and a half hour plus movie and a lot of characters, a lot of dialogue, a lot of exposition. I- I'll throw this question to you and then we'll wrap it up. But like to you guys, and Christina, I'll start with you. Do you think this would have been a better, like, show, Eternals, instead of a movie? Or do you think a movie was a good don't call? No. I
2: Felt like had you segmented that movie into episodes, it would have flowed even worse.
0: Fair. All right.
2: Honestly, um, because every episode needs a beginning and an end. Every episode needs that thing, that hook at the end that makes you want to watch the next one. This movie didn't have that distinct separation anywhere in any scenes. So if you're thinking through this story, yes, there probably would have been more detail. We may have had a totally different pacing had we done this as a series instead of a movie. You would not have got those names to sign on to a direct to streaming series. You are because they're not already good built into your universe. If had they been existing MCU characters like we've seen in series, yes, they would have continued their characters into a direct to streaming series. You are not getting Angelina Jolie. You are not getting Selma Hayek. Just off the top of my head, of because the rest likely would, you're not getting them to sign on to a direct to to streaming series. That's not
0: no, gonna happen. No, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That's a good call, Katie. any I mean, any other different thoughts or about this? Maybe I mean, if they would have did Eternals as a series instead of a movie, better or worse? Yeah. Do you? I mean, I
1: I agree. I think it would have been worse. I think there wouldn't have been that payoff immediately of okay this is the world and this is it and i think they would have had a hard time keeping people's attention you know i mean i had issues with the pacing is an almost three-hour movie you know and and how how would that be different in a um in a show you know how are you going to stretch that to six hours like (laughs) that would be that would be hard i think. So yeah, i'm i'm glad it, it did the way it did. I think it it gave itself enough room to breathe and enough room to again give us all of the exposition but um, you know, like set us up really well in in the universe and how these characters fit in the universe too.
0: No, yeah, good call. I was i'm just curious to see like if they would have presented the Eternals differently and did it into a show if it would have felt Any different but you guys are. I think you guys both make great points that either way you're not getting the people that you got who are really good actors and actresses to be in this and I think that a lot of the movie is good it's good because of these actors and actresses for the most part I mean they do a really good job for what they're given so that's just an interesting thought I had so that's it kids I mean that's our wrap up of Shang-Chi and Eternals. And I hope you I think you will I think have your own opinions on both movies, but definitely go watch them. I think they're they're super entertaining. I think overall, I think all three of us have liked both movies and highly recommend I think seeing them and then obviously, you know, give your own thoughts and opinions on them, but both movies, I think across the board from all of us Exceptionally visually like spectacular. Like they're just overall some of the best I think we've gotten. Both movies visually are both outstanding. Outstanding, outstanding. All right. Let's wrap it up. Christina, let the good people know where they can find you.
2: Twitter and Instagram at a beautiful quest.
0: Katie, let the good people know where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Penguin Katie K A T Y. And you guys can find me, Lauren, at uh, Loro Nose on Twitter. And then you can follow us, the Geek Broadcast, on Twitter at Geek Pod. Also, hint, hint, wink, wink, you need to follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash Pod because we will be doing some stuff on there. I promise we will. We are going to start doing things on there, so get ready. Follow us and hit that notification bell to know when we go live on that. So we'll do some fun things on there. So until next time, kids, stay geeky. Bye.